is a demon-choked kingdom shrouded in the plague mists, and it lies somewhere between the deepest blunder-beast pit in the ghoul-haunted woodland of Weir and the tallest of the Yargalic spires in the scintillating plateaus of Ulge. It is a fair land where warriors and warlocks battle abominations for treasure and glory. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the great Eldritch Theater Dungeons and Dragons Quarantine Podcast. Hi, ho, and welcome back to the Eldritch Theater Dungeons and Dragons Quarantine Podcast. I'm the DM, Michael Ripley, and I'm joined again by... Uh, Prepare yourself, players. Uh, it's introduction time. Eldritch Theater founder and sexy orc cosplayer. Uh, that is me, Eric Wolf, playing Amic Fenris Tesh, a demented halfling warlock. Playwright, podcaster, and robot Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> uh, Phil Rickaby, playing Warforged Vessel. Actress, writer, producer, and super athletic redhead with a black father-sized wound festering in her backstory. That's me! I'm also really a redhead in real life, Adriana Prosser, and I am playing the pirate Ronit Red Prothro. And to round things out, actress Hilarious Gal on the interwebs and Clara, who, when faced with death, likes to sing themes from Rocky movies. da 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 Lisa Norton playing Asil of Notron. That it's Eye of the Tiger. That's from Rocky, right? Am I not right? I thought that's Rocky? what I was singing last week. You, I was yes, quite you drunk. Just went, bah, 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 bah. You were singing the full-on Rocky theme. Wait, it's the same which song. Is, which is no, it's different. Oh, oh my God! You're Two right. Two totally different <laughs> things. <laughs> Two totally different things. Yep. I think yeah. I played totally, them totally both in eighth grade band. Which completely? Why different. am I Maybe using it was that? A medley. If I'm using this accent, apparently a seal of Notron took grade eight band <laughs> <laughs> in a faraway land. Rocky was a big thing. Wait, you're right. What does she play? What does a seal trumpet? Play of course, band? because the trumpet, <laughs> the trumpets, the, the the they're the ones that get to play. But also because she's part angel, she's an angel, so they so, always blow the trumpet. It's a thing in the Bible. I read oh, it. Oh, of course, yes. And I also That's play a bit, sense. a bit of harp. But it's not as popular at parties. That went more wholesome than I ever would with the trumpet joke. I mean, come on. Oh, nice. I don't know, I don't know why the trumpet is popular at parties, by the way. But apparently so. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. We're going to have we're gonna have a party out back and have a fire. Anybody want to hear me play the trumpet? Oh, my God. Can you play, like, Could you... trailers for Sailorment? Yeah. <laughs> Freebird! Yeah, let's let's like drink some beers. We're gonna roast some s'mores, and we're gonna like have a keg. And I'm gonna play the what trumpet. Is, <laughs> what is even happening? 
I don't even know. I think I've had this too much rum before appara- playing. <laughs> I actually played trumpet. Me and too. King of the Road was the song that I learned for Honor Band that nice. I had to record or record while staying at a friend's house, driving his mother crazy. I didn't make it into Honor Band. <laughs> apparently, King of the Road wasn't virtuosic enough. God damn it. We're- this is next level nerding. Can I just want to say this is what D&D is now. <laughs> yeah, let's go kill things. This is quarantine so D&D. Nerd. It's all confessions and so much nerd. Grade seven band and personal Full stories. Nerd. Where were okay, we? So quickly to recap. <laughs> let's, let me recap what happened last week. So you left the Sated Temple. You watched Amic almost seduce an orc. You uh, gasped as a seal fell off the rampart. You dispatched dispatched a boulet, though we referred to it as a boulet because that's what Fella, the guard, called her. Her nickname, Lady Wellmet, is actually a very clever Cockney rhyming slang I made up. Boulet, boulet, Lady Wellmet. So you clever. Can, I'll ask me what it means later. And then, anyway, even though it nearly bit a seal in half you dispatched her and yes it was a her you were in the end careful not to misgender the thing that you murdered and then <laughs> you once fell us the money you gathered up some uh, tchotchkes before before following pitch up river and that's what you're doing now you're walking up river with a giant flea guy oh my god pitch is still with us oh yeah he's kind of leading the way it's been a while poor pitch He's on a mission. So you are leaving the corpse of the land shark behind you. You make your way along the riverbed, westward toward the dam. The manicured slopes of the walls of the town give way to the natural stones of the forest. This forest, which is affectionately known as the ghoul-haunted woodland of Weir, which Eldritch Theater folks may remember. Though most of the ghouls have actually moved out and into Old Bosford, which is Vessel, your old neighborhood. You know about all about that. I know all about those guys. Uh, it's really affected the the mean level of the real estate in your area. The property values are dropping like crazy. <laughs> true, true. So you guys are walking along. I need you all to do a perception check for me. Two. Okay. Hey, big spender. Hammock has his uh, has his headphones in. Ten. Vessel has a ten. Fifteen. Sixteen. Okay. A seal. From the corner of your eye, you see branches kind of moving away that counteracts the breeze. Mm. And on one occasion, you're fairly sure that you see the head of a pig peering down at you. From high up in the branches. What the fuck? Hey, guys. I think I see a pig peering down at me from the branches. A tree? (laughs) A tree pig? Nesbitt, go explore. I'm sending Nesbitt right up to the tree pig. So Nesbitt? To the direction she's pointing. Is he invisible? Is Nesbitt invisible? Invisible. I'll send him invisibly, sure. Or send them invisible, send them invisible. All right, send them invisible, fine. So Nesbitt, you're looking through his eyes now. He goes up to the area that a seal has set aside. You bet. You, um, Nesbitt gets up there and he, he can't see anything. Huh. There's no hmm. pig, let's go. 
So, all right. So Nesbitt comes back and uh, he's like, maybe you're seeing things. Who knows? So you continue walking perhaps or you, or not? Or what do you want to do? Well, okay, I think we should continue walking. I think we should We're continue walking. We have a, a long way to go. A tiny little pig in the ghoul-haunted woodland of Weir. I'm sure it will keep following us. I've seen much worse when I'm drunk and tired. Let's just keep moving on. What could possibly go wrong if we don't do anything about the pig? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep moving for now. So you continue walking, and seal every now and again, you catch a glimpse of pink fabric. But also... Mm. Also, you catch a glimpse of a, a sort of ruddy, brownish tan every now and again. And every time you try to look closely, uh, whatever it is you were focusing on just doesn't. It's only from the corner of, the eye, of your eye that you're getting any sense that there is something in the trees. And they appear to be following you along the path here along the riverbed. Hey, guys. There's some fucked up weird thing in the woods. It's like fabric and a pig face. And it's following us. Alright, you're cut off. I think we're being followed by animate stuffed animals. (laughs) And the best thing we can do is kill them. How do you know that? How do you know, Mr. Metagame? How do you know they're animate snuffed animals? Since I wrote this world. (laughs) Because I wrote the play that they're from. No, I mean... Because it's a, you said it was fabric and it was a pig and stuff. Of I did I say you. fabric? Did I? You said you yeah. did several you did. times. You did. You said That's, fabric. Yeah, three it's glasses hard. of wine and fabric slips out. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Wait. Once you say something, is it true? <laughs> That's a very good question. <laughs> It is absolutely something that one could construe as fabric from the corner of your eye 300 feet away, yeah. I think plus it's the ghoul haunted woodland of Weir. I've heard all about this place. Guys, I'm going to t- I'm going to cast an identify spell on it. I don't know what the fuck this weird fabric-y thing is. All right. Then don't you need to see the thing that you're casting identify on? Oh, shite. I need to touch it. <laughs> Ew! Where did the bad man? <laughs> show me, show me on this stuffed animal. Well, hang on, hang on. Everyone gather around. Everyone gather around. I am going to call out. We know you're following us. Come out, or we'll kill you. Here, piggy, piggy. Here, piggy, piggy, piggy. Here, piggy, piggy, piggy. I mean, we could go with here, piggy, 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 because I feel like telling him you're going to kill him isn't the best tactic. When you're being followed by animated stuffed animals, you have to be firm. Come out, little animals, or we'll kill you. This seems like a sound uh, course of action. All right, so... So you guys are heading west. On the north side of the river is where, Asil, you saw the pink fabric. That's it. 
behind you on the on the south side is where you saw the the browner fabric. Fabric that was fabric so, too. It's a bunch yeah, of fucking fashion like designers running around in the woods. Oh man, it's Dolce and Cabana. <laughs> <laughs> Two very, very stylish Italian men <laughs> come running out of the woods, brandishing halberds. Uh, no. So you, which way are you looking? That's my question. Which way are you looking? East. <laughs> what? So you're looking <laughs> back opposite. down the riverbed? Are you looking north or south? Are you oh, looking I'm at so, the, oh, at the, the pink or at the, the brown? The pink. The pink. Oh, okay. So from behind you guys, you hear, you guys are certainly a sight for sore eyes. Wow. So great. Sorry that we had to be like that there. We just, we had to be certain that you were who we thought you was. My name's Paul Bear. The, this uh, pink and porky uh, palooka over there, that's, uh, that's my buddy there. That's, uh, that's Cutlet. Cutlet, come out here. And then Cutlet so, and Poe Bear, I might have known. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys see this uh, about three foot tall stuffed teddy bear missing one ear, but whose mouth moves like it is a full on living creature. He he walks out of the trees and down the slope onto the riverbed from the north side. And then Appearing out of nowhere, like like inches from you guys, is this little pink piglet with a with kind of bulging eyes and floppy little pink piglet ears, and Cutlet, who you've been introduced by introduced to by uh, Poe Bear, says, "We just want to be your friends." We just want to be friends with everybody, except, you know, evil people will, you know, will cut their throats and we'll make angels in their blood, whatever. But, you know, everyone else, we just get ready for some hugging. Hey, guys, uh, you you seem like really nice guys. I have a wee question to ask. Where were you fooling with? Before you can say anything, the little piglet leaps up and its tiny little arms wrap around your waist and... It hugs you super tight. Oh my god, this is the cutest nightmare ever! <laughs> and then it lets go. So what? Uh, I'm sorry. What? What? What were you trying to say? What? What's that? Oh, nothing. I'm just going to silently use an identify spell on him to find out if he's good or evil. Identify is. I don't know. Maybe identify isn't really the the spell here. Like. Oh wait, I didn't I mean think... identify. I meant detect evil and good. Obviously. There you go. Obviously. Yes, and you can tell right off that this is super good. It is a super good creature. Oh, good oh. to know. He's kind of annoying, but apparently he's not evil. <laughs> he's super annoying, but he super likes you already. Annoying does not mean evil. <laughs> no, 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 no. So Poe Bear kind of kind of swaggers in. He's like, uh, this year Woods... They, you know, they used to be filthy with ghouls and ghasts and other shady types. That's, uh, that's why we uh, built our fort, Fort Eviscerate. It's just up this way if you guys want to, I don't know, maybe come up there. There's a reason we were following you, and 
there's a friend of ours that is very eager to make your acquaintance. Let's just say that. Well, lead on then, ugly stuffed bear, and let us meet this friend of fortuitous meetingness. So the moment you say that, Cutlet starts jumping up and down. He's like, oh my. If you try to hug me, I'll cut you with my silver dagger. She she holds back, or it holds back. You're not quite sure what their gender is. It steps back, and she says, Wait till you meet Revelana. She is so pretty. At night, sometimes she lets me brush her hair, sometimes. And once, <laughs> she <laughs> she put her pajamas in my pocket. Like, it doesn't mean that, whatever. It, just, it was nice that she did that. And uh, it doesn't mean that she loves me. It just means that, like, she just needed a place to put her pajamas. But here's it. And as, as uh, she's saying that she shows you that she's got this pajama pocket where her tummy is. And... It almost, as she kind of reveals it, it almost looks like a bag of holding is in right inside her, uh, where her stomach should be. Interesting. Doesn't seem like a pair of pajamas would fit in there. (laughs) Interesting. Do you want to test it? I'm going to seize Cutlet by the ears and quickly stick my hand down its pocket. See what else I find in there. So you go in there, and she uh-huh. she's like, <laughs> "Oh, I knew you wanted a hug." And while you're <laughs> digging deep to your uh-huh. arm inside, she's uh, got both arms tightly around your neck. Uh, her eyes are closed, and she's enjoying the hug. Uh, you don't you don't find anything. Uh, oh wait, no, you find a brush. There's just this nice little uh, ivory handled brush in there. That's it. I'm I'm gonna confiscate it. So uh do a sleight of hand check for me. Sleight of hand check. Nineteen. Okay. She does not notice. She's like Thanks for the snuggle there, mister. Okay, let's <laughs> let's go to Camp Eviscerate. Amic, get out of her pouch. What are you doing, Amic? Leave her alone. None of your business. Angel face. So, <laughs> as you as you walk by, Pole Bear looks at you and he does one of these like two fingers, but he doesn't have fingers. He's just he just like at his eyes and then he points back at you. I'm watching you, Amic. I'll shrug, shrug nonchalantly. I am a golden god. <laughs> Give me a finger. Okay, so they take they escort you off. Of the uh, riverbed path, and you are now walking through the uh, ghoul haunted woodland of Weir. I believe that's what it's called. And you, uh, before long, uh, reach a point where Poe Bear holds up his paw and he's like, Hmm, hold on a bit. Uh, this is weird. Hmm. What? Why do I have well, your accent? What happened? <laughs> We're usually up to our elbows and hugs by now. Everybody clench your butt cheeks. Something ain't right. Oh, boy. So the moment he says that, bam, he disappears. He goes invisible. And uh, Cutlet goes, oh, boy. Bam. And Cutlet disappears and then appears 
ahead of you about 20 yards and she waves you forward. So you're on a path. I need to know your marching order here, guys. Well, is it uh, uh, the barbarian first and then the tree last? Yes. Sounds about right. Yeah. Okay, Rue, so you're at the head and... Vessel, you're bringing up the rear. We're, you're heading up a hill. Call it a hill. It's more of an incline. It's very thick wood. But ahead, you see the walls of Fort Eviscerate. It is an encampment. The walls go up about mm, 12 feet. As you get to maybe 50 feet away, Paul Bear bam, appears again in front of you, and he holds up his paw to stop. The doors, you can see now, have been torn to shreds. There's this eerie stillness in the air. There's a faint light that's visible, presumably from a torch inside the fort. Its glow is casting this rectangle of light into the forest. And hanging over the edge of the ramparts, over the edge of the wall, flapping kind of lazily in this this breeze – it's rather dim now that you're in the thick of the forest. You see a large white swath of silk. Its edges are held down by some ropes that go over the wall and down inside the fort. What do you want to do? Let's go in. Yeah, I mean. Yes. Yes, totally. Let's run in. How do you want to go in? Down the ropes. So the ropes actually don't come down. The silks are about nine feet off the ground. And the ropes appear to be attached to something inside the fort. The ropes are stopping that silk from sort of flowing away. Well, let's send in Nesbitt. Nesbitt, investigate! (laughs) And I'll just kick him in. (laughs) And I'll make him go visibly. So if there's anything that's going to jump out, it'll see him. Well done. So Nesbitt... I'm starting um, to understand the sacrificing Nesbitt um, I strategy. just He's a phoenix. I just bring him back. No, I get he's it now. Imp- I'm starting to, uh, to yeah. get it. So where are you sending Nesbitt? Oh, just send him like into the most dangerous looking spot of this <laughs> situation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why don't we go for the front door since it's torn to shreds? Is that good? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So he flits through the front door. Uh, he's invisible now. He no, no, no. Comes... He's visible. He's visible because I want him to draw danger. I don't want him to sneak. If there's something that's going to jump out and kill us, I okay. want them to jump out and kill Nesbitt. All right. So he comes through. <laughs> comes through the front door. And this is what he sees. He sees an open courtyard. Uh, it's about ooh, 100 feet long. Uh, there are three buildings, two on his left and one near the far end on his right. Um, there is a well in the center of the fort. There's something that's happening beyond the farthest building on the right, but he can't quite make it out. There is a hay bales on his right immediately by the door. There are, uh, there's a walkway all around the top of the walls. And there is a zombie that hasn't noticed him yet, uh, about five feet in on his right-hand side. And there's another zombie on the rampart corner, like on the top of the fortification on his left. 
he sees just by the hay bales on his right next to an archery stand, something that one would presumably use for target practice. There's another zombie. And as he looks past that, he sees a stack of barrels and there is a zombie kind of doing this radio controlled car uh, bump into the wall up on the far say let's say that's the north wall of the fort just past the well there's one more zombie and that's all he can see from here at the door excellent i will command him to go invisible okay and i will use my awakened mind to transfer all the pictures that nesbit has just sent to me to my compatriots with a message hey zombies nothing much to worry about let's go kill them while we have the jump on them and they're all distracted Oh, eh? wow, cool. Finally, something to kill. Good PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you guys are, are all taking this in. Now, before we continue, you do have a few magic items that uh, you might perhaps want to identify. Who knows? They might become use- useful for, uh, for this encounter. Oh. Uh, you discover that the two magic items are one, uh, uh, a vial of bottled breath, which basically means that you can blow people over with hurricane breath or hold your breath for an hour. So I believe, who has that? A seal? And the loot, which we discovered is uh, a loot of Lathander that has the magic power to, when played, charm zombies into a fabulous dance macabre giving advantage on anyone who attacks them. So um, also there were the boots that I tried on and ran around it. Not a single sound. It's like, I don't know. They're boots that of Elven like kind. Boots of Elven kind. <laughs> Yay. Just what I've always wanted. Okay. So you've, everyone knows what's happening in there. Poe and yep. Cutlick are like, great. And they disappear. You guys are on your own. They've gone ahead. Tree face. Is that is that me? Play your loot. Yes, that's you. Play your loot. The rest of us, let's oh. go in and kill zombies. I just yelled time out ten times and then realized I had muted myself. <laughs> <laughs> What's was, up the hur- was the hurricane breath the thing that only works on zombies and skeletons and ghouls? No, that is the that is the loot. <laughs> That's the the loot. Um, okay. It's called bottled breath. It gives you basically it gives you the the gust of wind spell. Yeah. If you drink it, or it give it gives you the uh, the ability to hold your breath for an hour. Great. I was just I had written down zombies, skeletons, uh, ghouls, and then crossed out mummies, ghosts, white. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the loot. <laughs> that's, that's correct. Loot. Yes, right. yes, that is the loot <laughs> among your loot. Carry on. Okay. So going through the door first is who? Me. Okay, Rue. Yes, the barbarian. Why not? Yes, sounds great. Barbarians first, as they like to say. I would like to take out my sword. Taking taking out my sword, as one does when entering a room full of zombies. Fabulous. Who's after her? Let's say it's Kapitch. Kapitch actually goes, gives you a nod, and he goes 
south around near where the silk are. He's going on the outside of the wall. Who knows what his plan is? Mm-hmm. Second through the door is a seal. Here I go. Or okay, <laughs> quietly. And and then third through the door is vessel. And, and I will bring- begin to play my lute. Okay. Is this your new quiet lute or your regular? Yes, it's the it's the new it's the new no playing the magic lute, not the not the shitty one that I can't play. <laughs> I'm playing the one that you blessedly cannot hear. He's playing his regular crappy lute. That would be awesome. All right, everybody, roll for initiative. Woohoo! Yay! Twelve. Twenty. Okay, I'll call out your names and you tell me what it is. No, it's better if we all just scream at once. <laughs> no, that's a great idea. That's a fabulous idea. Rue, what is your initiative? Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Amic. Twenty. Whoa, good job. Vessel. Twelve. A seal. Seven. Pitch rolled a sixteen. All right, that's all set. Grand. Okay, so to start us off, Amic, you're first. I am going to blast the zombie that is walking against the wall with an Eldritch Blast. So do you mean up on the fortification wall or off against the wall making like a little uh, robot carpet cleaner yeah the one that's like a robot carpet cleaner who's stuck i'm picking on the one who looks the most helpless because that's the kind of warlock i am okay great so roll to hit uh a 26 well done and that is uh that is a, a 10 so 10 damage yeah okay so you come in, that zombie is off to your right about one, five, ten, about 45 feet away, but it steps out in its little robo carpet cleaner manner. You get a clear view. You blast it. It hasn't even noticed you walk through the door and it slams up against the wall and then back again, knocking over the barrels, which kind of tumble into the area. That announces to every every zombie in the zone that uh, someone has entered. Shite. Which brings us to Rue. You're next. All right. Well, first of all, I get my rage on because that's useful. Cool. Okay. Just tick that box there. So there is a zombie behind you up on the walkway about uh, 12 feet up behind you to the right of the doors. And then there's another zombie about 15 feet away. And then there's the one about 40 feet away that Amic just blasted by the barrels. All right. Well, that's fine. There's one that's like right behind me that's going to bite me. Uh, No, he's up on the walkway. Oh, okay. Well, then uh, that means that my storm aura will hit him. No, he's 12 feet up. (laughs) Well, You can't, like, it's up, right? So even if you're right under him, it's still 12 feet up, right? But it's lightning. Can I jump at jump, the same Jump, jump. <laughs> jump two feet. Yeah. Or you could just use your movement. You could just go up there, and then you'd be next to him. 
Yeah, okay. That's okay. less cool. Does that take a turn though? <laughs> no, um, you have movement. Yeah, okay. Let's 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 do some movement and then I want to lightning strike him because that would look super cool. So I'm gonna run up some stairs and say <laughs> <Okay>. Huzzah! <laughs> okay, because I'm it. so fucking mad. Um nice. and You're do I need to do but nail him, job him, job him, nail him. Oh my god, fine. Sword him and then lightning him. Okay, thank you. Kill him. Squash him and press him and step. (laughs) Make him into a stew. (laughs) Uh, Fine. Well, we've talked about javelins, so let's do that then. Okay. Um, 19. Great. You hit him. Nice. Um, 1d6 plus 2 is 6. Plus 2 because I'm raging is 8. And then I hit him with some motherfucking lightning. Right on. Roll that. And then you have you have to roll. Oh right, right, right. My apologies. I have to roll a deck save. He rolls a eight. Ha ha. So that's ten damage. Sweet. Okay. So you um you whip up the stairs, you come around, the the zombie sort of scrambles back as it sees you coming. You're surrounded by this electric lightning storm. You jab him with your with your javelin. It's a javelin jab. And uh, the moment it, it touches his flesh, it explodes inside of him. You actually see little, I don't know, snowflakes of electricity inside of his eyes. His death and, is so beautiful. <laughs> but he doesn't die. He's still oh. still hanging in there. He's nearly dead. And next up is Kapitch. You guys notice that out of nowhere, Kapitch comes flying over the wall with a big leap, and he does the patented uh, murder hornet torpedo <laughs> glaive dive on something behind the first building that was on your right that uh, was described to you. There's a zombie apparently hidden in that area, and he's coming down on it, so... He nails him with a yes with a 14, and he does 17 damage. Oh, nice. You guys don't see what happens, but there is a cloud of red mist that (laughs) kind of pops up (laughs) above the building on your left. So that's Pitch. He's done well. And we're at Nesbit. Oh, Nesbit. Nesbit's going to go flutter around the um the the zombie I'm I'm killing to okay, help great. me on my next turn. All right, great. Vessel. I have never to... played the lute or any instrument better in my entire life, <laughs> so nobody else can hear it. <laughs> okay, so you're playing it. Let's see here. Where are you? The music is incredible. If only others could know. What is he doing? He's supposed to be. I am. He's supposed to be helping us fight, and he's just like pretending to strum on his lute. I am a virtuoso. <laughs> you are shredding. This is weird. So you guys notice? <laughs> Vessel walks through the doors. He kicks one of the doors aside. He's got his l- lute, which he whips out up from from his back, and he strums on it. And uh, you don't hear a sound at all. But you see immediately the four zombies that are within 30 feet. So the one that is that you just zapped uh, up on the walkway there, Rue, and the other one that is to the left on the corner of the rampart, it, 
the one beside the target practice. And though you can't see him, the one that Kapitch just nailed, they start to do this puppet dance to the music, the silent music that is being played by your uh, tree beard friend. Uh, the one by the target practice shakes it off, but in front of you, Rue, and above you and to your left on the ramparts, uh, Amic, you see these two zombies are uh, dancing away. I have like a white man overbite thing going on, like as I play this thing that nobody can hear, but it is the best, the best. <laughs> this is weird. What's Let's happening? Everyone's dancing, uh, and, and, and our tree man is uh, looking very strange. I don't, I don't know what the <laughs> hell's going on. What are you going to do, Seal? Well, how many zombie things are around? Well, you can see four. Well, you can see, I... you can see four, and you know there's a fifth uh, from the effect of Kapitch's attack behind the building that's just ahead of you. I am going to be the bane of three of them within 30 feet of me. And they will have to try their charisma at me. Okay, so they have to do a charisma saving throw? <laughs> That's right. That's how I okay. like to put it. <laughs> so the one that is in front of Rue, it rolls. Uh, 15? Well, fine. Uh, <laughs> what is your spell casting, D- DC? What is it? 13. Okay, so that one passes. It shakes off the magical effects of your Bane spell. It realized that it's uh, bigger than the moment. It's not about him. And yet, he, in knowing that he is part of the clockwork machinery of the universe, he somehow finds solace that it helps him escape the effect. The one that is to the right of Hammock, it tries... This this one literally rolled. It has a minus three on charisma. So just to give you some context, the, uh, that the fact that the other one passed with its minus three charisma is a kind of a travesty. This one failed miserably with a minus three. Mm. So uh, that is the one up on the corner of the ramparts to the left of you, Amic. Zero charisma. Zero charisma. The one up by the target practice mannequin. It's going to roll a 10. Ha ha. So it feels the effect of your spell. Describe Bane to everybody. What does Bane do? I have no idea because it doesn't <laughs> tell me. Here's here honestly, here's what it says in the description. It says up to three creatures of your choice that you can see within range must make charisma saving throws. Whenever a target that fails a saving throw makes it, it does not tell me what it does. Okay. Well, basically, you're <laughs> giving it bad luck, right? The idea is that it, having failed it, uh, they have to roll a D4 and subtract that amount from any attack they make. It basically says, oh, you thought you hit me. Doink. Sorry. Minus three. You miss me. The, it, it's kind of oh. like bad luck. You're right. It does say that later on, but it's very technical <laughs> and unclear. I just knew I was doing something to them. <laughs> We've got them now. Okay, so this one this one fails it too. And <laughs> great, so it is banned. And let me see here. So two one, of them two. are banned and, and one shook it off, right? 
That's right. Mm -hmm. So well done. Do you want to use your movement to go anywhere? Or do you have a bonus action that you want to use? Ooh. Movement. I'll just I'll just go closer to something else I can attack on the next uh, the next turn. Okay. So why don't I move you up to the like next to the hay bales and where the 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 mannequin is where that zombie guy sounds good. I like mannequins. Okay. Cool. Running up to the mannequins. So the zombies are up. The one in front of you, Rue, that one is absolutely dancing. It is going to do a saving throw to break the spell, and it fails. So it rolls an 11. (laughs) It continues dancing. You see regret in its eyes. No slam dance for you. (laughs) The one that is on the walkway to the left of you, Amic, it's going to try to break free from the spell, too. Oh, you think you can. It rolls a 13. Lathander, what is the spell save DC on the uh, loot vessel? They need to be to 12. So he passes, bastard, by one. And that brings us now to... Let's go, Amic. What are you going to do? All right. I am going to toll the dead... On the one that the the one that that is is stuck like a broken Roomba up against the wall that um that that Nesbitt is tickling, I'm going to toll the dead on him. He is to make okay. a saving throw of 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 something. Okay. Wisdom save. Right. With disadvantage because Nesbitt is tickling him. That's right. He rolls a six. Ha <laughs> 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 Screw you and take the damage of. That is very bad of, of take the damage of, of um oh it's just six it looks like. That's okay, <laughs> he only had four. So ha! the bell the bell forms above his head. Now it is a zombie, which means it has I know some zombie things to do. <sighs> it's gonna get back up because they always do. But because Nesbitt's there. I'm going to say it has to do its constitution saving throw with disadvantage. Yes. <laughs> it rolls it rolls an 11 and a 5. But it doesn't pass then it it stays dead. So it does not pass. So it did, it totally it you, there's a moment where it's like <laughs> I got you. I am so Oh wait, no. And it dies. <laughs> well done. So that First guy zombies is, on me. Well done. So Nesbitt is Nesbitt's on his own now. Do you want to use your bonus action to command him to go somewhere else? Yes, I'm going to command him. Is there? I'm going to command him to go tickle uh, another zombie, the one by the haste, the one that is that Asil is facing. No, I don't want to help her. I don't like her. What the hell? Since when? Since nothing. Never mind. It's a secret. Uh, to your right, above you on the rampart, like on that the one. walkway there. Yeah, okay. So he flies up. Th- he flies up there. Great. Fabulous. So, Rue, you're up. All right. Is there still a dancing zombie right beside me? Yes. And he is barely hanging on. <laughs> Amazing. I would like to stick him with the pointy end. Go for it. Ten. Oh. 
12 mm. beg your pardon 12 because raging oh yeah you totally hit him he's, yeah. uh, sorry like even 10 hit he's, his, his armor class is pitiful you hit him <laughs> well done thank you <laughs> even with your bad roll okay good it's uh 1d8 plus 5 and so that's 6 plus 5 is 11 11 pointy end into his face <laughs> so you lash into john travolta's <laughs> sad zombie <laughs> doppelganger nail him his well you kill him how do you kill him uh with the pointy end with kraken's eyelash i just want to like take him out okay so your your hand disappears in through pulverizes his heart which <laughs> on the end of your rapier beats its last as you uh, bring it back and he collapses at your feet. Well done. And as he's dying, he says, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see. He's going to yeah. roll a constitution saving throw. And he fails. So he is absolutely dead. <laughs> he is not staying alive. Are there any, are there any other zombies within 10 feet? No, there's not. No. Damn. Okay. You're you're up on the walkway. You could hop across and try to get the one that Nesbit is tickling on the other side of the doorway. Yeah, I'm down with that. Okay. Pretty nimble. Give, all right, give me a give me an athletics check. Mm-hmm. Do a little hop over there. <laughs> Seven. So you leap over vessel. You're you're shredding it like Eddie V. Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. 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 You see Rue leap across, super confident. She's just killed a zombie. But maybe there's some gore. Oh, the no. Moment you, the moment you plant your foot, it oh, no. kind of gives way. No. You slip on the entrails of the zombie. Oh. And instead of making it across, Rue, you slam into no. the other side. Oh. No. Dexterity saving throw. Otherwise, you fall on, on Vessel. No. Oh. Totally good. 22. Okay. So you hold on. You pull yourself up. (laughs) Dexterity is your thing. That's good because otherwise it's super mean DMing. Hey, why don't you jump? (laughs) Oh, no, you fell. (laughs) (laughs) Super mean. All right. So you're there now. You're about 10 feet away, but I'd say that's used your your movement. And uh, we'll move on now to Kapitch. He's got this zombie in front of him. You can't see it happening, but you hear the sound of him going clickety click, barbatrick. I'm going <laughs> to nail you, Mister Zombie, sh- with my zombie stick. One more oh time. Oh my god, he was a barba papa all along. <laughs> all along. Okay, so he attacks with his glaive, and he rolls. A 14, which hits, and he does 13 points of damage, which kills the zombie. You hear Yay! the you hear the barber papa fun happening on the <laughs> other side of the of the shed. You don't know what's going on, but it gets really quiet really fast. And Kapitch runs out. You see him run past the well over to the zombie that uh is in that area. Vessel, it's your turn. I continue to shred. Um, I am looking for uh, a zombie that, that was previously 
unaffected that I couldn't reach with my incredible music. Um, and I will start to uh, walk towards them so that they too can partake in the Great. incredible concert taking place in front of them. So you can move ahead to a spot kind of in between the two that are currently, well, the one that is currently under your spell and the one that Kapitch is taking on. Yeah. Okay. He's going to, he's going to roll. He rolls an eight. So he now is under your spell. Kapitch is thrown somewhat by the reaction. He expected a cowering, but instead he gets something more akin to a invitation to join him. What is, what's a, what's a dance? A little a waltz to join him it's, in a waltz. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a delightful little a delightful little 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 uh, waltz. Foxtrot. It's a waltzing moment. Yes, or yes. like a polka. Who knows? Because there's <laughs> a lot a going tango. on in this little zombie mind. It's a little tango. It's really too bad that nobody else can hear this because it is incredible. <laughs> it's so good. It's incredible. It's really good. So the one next to you, seal, it has Bane on it, but it is going to try to attack you anyway. Well, too fucking bad because I am going to, uh, what was I going to do? <laughs> so it rolls a nine. It doesn't even matter. It rolls a nine and... And even if it rolled Bane, it would not hit you. So it clumsily takes a swipe at you. And uh, you're feeling pretty awesome. You're being kind of like a superwoman. And then the one that is above you, Amic, the one that just, there's one that just saw you, Brew, come up. It's going to approach you and take a swipe. And it, oh my God, these guys suck. It rolls a five. <laughs> it, I don't know, maybe Nesbit is in the way. It, I don't, because he went over there to help Amic with its, its attack, but it, it isn't able to get to you. It uh, takes a swipe, but sort of stumbles, half confused, half just plain zombie. It isn't able <laughs> to touch you. Stupid zombie can't do anything right. (laughs) (laughs) The one in front of Amic is dancing, but it's going to try to do, it's going to try to break out. 12, which I think meets the DC of the Luda Lathander. It does. Okay. So it breaks the spell and it is now immune for the next 24 hours. Bah. Okay. So that is that. Moving on, we're at you, Asil. Already? Oh, yeah, because mm-hmm. I didn't actually do anything a moment ago. Okay, who's still alive? Well, there's this zombie right in front of you that tried to hit you but failed miserably. True. Well, is there anyone further away? Because I have a spell that has a 60-foot radius that I might as well use on someone further. There's the one that... Cap- Pitch is taken care of, and then there's the one that Rue is dealing with up on the ramparts, the one that just kind of stumbled over Nesbitt. And if I don't take care of the one right in front of me, will it get me? It could, potentially, yeah. Well, I'll, I'm going to toll the motherfucking dead at that one. The one in front of you or the one by Rue? That's right! The one by me, because I don't want to get killed. <laughs> toll the dead! Ta-da! It has to roll a wisdom saving throw. And it rolls a whopping five. 
<laughs> so how much damage? Full damage then. So roll the damage. Is it 2d8? It's 1d8, I believe. Five. Okay. It takes five damage. So the spectral bell appears above its head. It's looking around. Many of its friends have met tragic ends. And with that sense of ennui in its heart, you shatter its self-confidence. It was going to ask you to dance, but uh, it's not going to happen now. Nope. So, Amic, you're up. All right. Wait, so it's just shattered its self-confidence. That was the effect. Yeah, and and you heard it. You heard it, but it seemed more interesting to talk about its self-confidence. Right. I'm not sure. So much for Toll the Deadest. Like, Toll, some ego damage. <laughs> you, you basically pantsed him. You basically pulled his trousers down. I said, no, I won't dance with ye. <laughs> Amic, what are you going to do? So the one that the one that uh, Nesbitt is tickling has not been wounded yet, correct? Correct. Though it right. does have it does it does have bane on it. Uh, that's fine. I am going to cast a witch bolt on him. Okay. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, and oh no. <gasps> oh, but Nesbitt's tickling him, so I get advantage. Haha. So I hit him. I'm sure with a nineteen. Oh yeah. His armor class is eight. Yes. Probably hit and then the, the lightning one. damage, the lightning damage he has taken on this turn is 11. Ooh, all right. Okay. What's Witch Bolt? It's just like lightning? Yeah, but it's now he's hit forever. It's like stuck to him. Cool. Until I break my concentration, he's just going to keep taking damage from my lightning bolt that's coming down from the sky. It's fantastic. Cool. So he... You, the uh, corsicating witchy electricity. Oh, wait, it's 2d12. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I lied. Okay. All right. It says 2d12. And so, therefore, he takes, uh, he actually takes 18 damage. Ah! Oh, okay. So, another seven. Yes. Okay. Well, you nearly kill him. There is the invisible form of Nesbitt tickling him underneath the arms. There's Rue, who just saw him stumble over to you. Uh, he's surrounded by people who are better at life and he's not looking good. Probably one more hit will take him out. And we're at you, Rue. Excellent. Let's hit him. Go for it. Yep. 20. That's a dirty 20. And this. Oh, seriously? Um, so six to start. And then with my bonus action, he needs to do a deck save. Here he goes. 16. Oh, you son of a bitch. He's barely hanging on. It's half damage, so you can't take a half of a one. So, never mind. <laughs> but what was your first damage? Oh, man. I don't know. I was too busy making lightning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, one plus five. One plus five is six. Yeah, he only had four hit points. Awesome. <laughs> you totally killed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good news. <laughs> Uh, you, uh, maybe not the most confident attack you've ever had, but sort of without even caring or even noticing, you obliterate him. His body kind of slides off in two directions, his top from the bottom. It tumbles down the stairs and you've killed a zombie. Well done. Oh, You're such a perfectionist. I like to kill things. <laughs> Brilliant. 
So Rue has done her thing. Kapitch will now attack the zombie right in front of him. Go, Kapitch. He rolls a four. So that's really sad. Oh. The zombie sort of does a little... Wait, is this the zombie that you, Ingui Mom, steamed? I believe it is. Right. He was dancing. That means Kapitch has advantage. So Kapitch tries again. <gasps> yeah, it's a 10, but they, uh, they have, they, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he totally nails him. And, okay, you see this zombie go through the full cycle of victory and defeat. He feels he's uh, missed the blow and Kapitch just comes around with the hilt of the sword and catches him under the chin, severs the head from the body, and that zombie is gone. So the only zombie you can see is the one right in front of you, Asil, which uh, is inconvenient because Nesbit is up next. Come on, Nesbit. Well, Nesbit, I guess... Nesbit, I'm going to send a search for any hidden zombies. What the fuck? Okay. There's what one is in plain movement? sight right in front of me. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's fine. I, he doesn't, you don't need any help. Uh, his movement, I believe, is... Um, 40 feet. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. So he can make it to about the well, and he doesn't see any other zombies for where he okay. is. He can... Uh, he can use his action his, to dash if you want. Here, Nesbit, 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 uh, Nesbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fast fly around. Because all he needs to do, yeah, he needs to go as fast as he can. So he okay. should be using his flying speed at 40 feet to see whoever he can see. Right. He gets about 40 feet past the the well and past the second building on the right, just next to the building that I described on the left. Uh, near the far end, and around the corner, through his eyes, you see what looks like an ogre, <gasps> but its eyes are white, and its oh. skin is putrid and sloughing off. Zombie ogre around the corner, everybody! Oh, oh no. Christ! And with that, it steps out into the middle of the uh, walkway. Okay. You can see it now. It doesn't approach you guys, though. It's basically, it's it's staying there for reasons. Who knows? Hmm. Vessel, you're up. Uh, I continue to shred, and I walk with purpose towards the ogre zombie. You're 30 feet? Yes. 15, 20, 25. Okay, so that's just in range. So he is going to have to, yeah, it doesn't affect him at all. Is he um, within striking distance or is he still not yet within striking distance? Yeah, he's about 30 feet away from you. Okay. I will hold back and wait to see what happens. Okay. So a seal, the zombie in front of you, it's his turn now. He has Bane. So he's he's going to take an attack at you. He rolls a 14. But he has Bane, which is an 11, which I assume does not hit you. <laughs> I'm for, I'm certain it doesn't hit you. So, that, But that brings us to you. It is now your turn. I have a question about zombies. Yes? Well, you, and you can like damage them with normal weapons. They just won't kill them normally. Correct. You can damage them. And if they fail their saving throw, they don't, they don't get up again. Well, you know what? I haven't used Radiant consumption i have that once per long rest 
Oh, yes. I'm going to use some radiant consumption action on this one that's in front of me. Go for it. Once a turn, an attacker spell deals four in extra radiant damage to one target. And at the end of your turns, creatures within 10 feet, including you, take two in radiant damage. So it immediately does four? That's right. Four in extra radiant damage in one target. Uh, You can still attack it and add on that four. Ah, okay. Well, I'm going to attack it with a mace. Great, go for it. (laughs) And then I'm going to add on the radiant consumption. So with my mace, oh, which is a five. Yeah, so you missed it. Shite. But this burst of angelic light from you stops it just when it was feeling the urge to gloat you rob him of all again confidence and uh, so he is he's not looking good as you guys look on so capitch and even a seal from where you are rue you're up high amic you can't see this but uh, just to describe it suddenly both poe and cutlet bamf out of nowhere and you see them right on top of the ogre zombie um as they latch on to the zombie there's this big puff of air so first of all they have to hit so we're gonna try that they hit and both of them you see pole bear latches on cutlet tries and is is uh, shouldered away by the ogre, but oh, Cutlet, you incompetent beastie! <laughs> <laughs> Poe bears, Poe bears, like, what the hell are you doing here? And this huge puff of dust explodes from basically inside of him as he as he latches onto the ogre's face, and the ogre starts going, whoa, 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 and falls down on the ground. It's laughing. Was he tickling him? (laughs) So, yeah, it looks like you don't know what's going on. Uh, And we're back at you, Rue. Okay, so let's kill a thing. Can I just kill a thing? Uh, Yeah, you can run run down and help out a seal. I will do that. Okay. Oh, yeah, I still I have like a run. zombie. I have a zombie in front of me that's ailing but still alive. Or there's the big ogre that's being tickled. Is one on the way to the other? Uh, you are close enough to to help a seal with her zombie. Perfect. I want to stick it with the pointy end. Go for it! And I do. That's a dirty 20. And oh, nice. I roll this. And uh, 3 plus 5 is 8. And then I also hit it with lightning and, unless it's already dead. And then I'd like to hit something else in 10 foot range. <laughs> it's the only thing. It has 11 hit points. So you've, uh, so eight plus your rage, right? No, so I, that, rage is only to hit, not, not for damage. No, rage is on top of your damage. Great. Then 10. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure. Let me just. I never am sure. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plus two melee damage. Good times. Ten. Yeah. (laughs) So you you leap forward. Asil, you see Rue come 
vaulting off of the walkway and across the courtyard to your side. She Ooh. is brandishing her rapier. She cuts the shape of your initials into the zombie's <laughs> chest and uh, nearly kills it. She looks at you and with a crook of your eyebrow, twist your uh, wrist and a bolt of electricity zaps into the zombie and its eyeballs burst in front of you. <laughs> it's going to try to do a dexterity saving throw. It rolls a four. <laughs> it collapses at your feet. It's very impressive. <laughs> wow. She is just. Yeah. I was I was She's especially nice. impressed by her throwing dice while she was flying through the air. <laughs> was really that funny. was amazing. <laughs> okay, so Amic, you're up. Well, so the thing, the laughing ogre zombie, right? Yes. Uh, I uh, I I am going to get him while he is incapacitated. Okay. I might as well get him with a witch bolt since I had a thing with a witch bolt and then it was wasted. <laughs> I have one spell sort left. I'm going to witch bolt him. Do I have advantage because he's laughing on the floor? Well, you would. You're fifty <laughs> feet. Aw- you're fifty feet away. Oh well, then I'll run up. I'll get close enough to do it. Sorry, you're like that's after you walk twenty five feet. Oh, so oh. I can't make it. Do you? You have Eldritch Blast though, which is like hundred and twenty feet. Yeah, I know, but I wanted to use the fancy schmancy spell because I just thought <laughs> it when I leveled up. And Eldritch blasting, uh, Eldritch blasting warlocks are incredibly boring, but I guess that's what I'll do. I don't think you're boring. I think you're freaking awesome. Ah, <laughs> oh, you know, but Eldritch blast is like <laughs> warlocks are really cool when you until you have to play them, and it's like oh, Eldritch blast them. <laughs> oh, I missed. Okay. Well. It it does have the name Eldritch in it, which helps it be incredibly cool. It's very on brand as well. <laughs> well, that's because if they just called it Colored Bolt of Energy, no one would ever want to play Warlock. Okay, I'm Eldritch blasting him, and I'm doing so with advantage because uh, he's on the floor. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Does a, does a 13 do it? Yes, he has an armor class. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, man, and then I rolled a five. I couldn't get any lower. It hurts him, but uh, not in a way that he would notice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Oh, He's a zombie, okay. too. Christ. He, he is really tough. Capitch's uh, turn. Kapitch is going to run in, and with advantage, he's going to attack. You see him. He runs in with his glaive forward like he's charging into the breach. He hits him with an 11. That's all he needed. Sweet. He does six. Sorry. Nine points of damage. Ooh. Uh, Cuts him right across the chest. Uh, you see it split open and there's this gust of one of his lungs is punctured and it fills the air with a sulfurous stench vessel. You're up. All right. Um, I continue walking towards the ogre who's being tickled. You can get right up there. I get right up there. Yeah. I can, I continue to play even though he's not affected. Cause I really am enjoying playing really well. And then, um, I hit him 
repeatedly with the loot. With the loot? With the loot. I'm going to walk up to him and I'm going to hit him with the loot. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Go go for it. Roll your d20. <laughs> uh, 16. So you hit him. Just make this a unarmed attack, whatever that is for you, since it's both both uh, of you are wood. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Oh, yeah. It's just five. You did it's five points of damage? <laughs> so it's basically Eldritch Blast damage. Wait a minute. You're made of wood. You could have just hit him with your arm and not broken your loot. <laughs> so now I have to see if the loot breaks. <laughs> now we have to see if the incredibly thematic loot breaks. Let's just try that. The magic loot. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> well done. Uh, it's good. It's nice. It's very. I mean, as far as I know, it didn't. It didn't work at all. You couldn't hear a thing. I know. <laughs> You're right. But it looked nice. Well, you did see the zombies stop and then. That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yes. So you nail that uh, zombie right across the face. There is, there is a audible funk as you uh, slap the loot onto its wide back. But uh, it's okay. Uh, well, it took damage. So now the stuffies, both of them, thunk, thunk, they disappear. Mm. You don't know where they've gone, which brings us to Nesbit. Nesbit? Oh, geez. Well, what will he do? Um, Nesbit is going to hold his action in case the ogre makes his, the ogre stops giggling. Okay. And then. He's going to tickle the zombie ogre. Okay. <laughs> well, at very least, he'll distract him to give me advantage when I attack. So it is the ogre's turn now, and he's going to roll. He rolls a 17 and breaks the effect of the spell against him. Tickle, tickle, tickle. Oh, right. So, okay. He so now he's being tickle. tickled. Nesbit comes down on him and. We're back. At, we're at you, Amic. Well, great. So I'm going to Eldritch Blast then with advantage because now. Oh, oh, you know what? No, even better. I'm going to toll the dead on him. What's the range on he's that? He's been damaged. Oh, right. Well, I'm still going to run up. I have my okay. movement to get closer. Toll the dead is sixty feet. Okay, you're good. Wisdom save. He rolls a six. <laughs> he rolls he's a, six. a well, he you know he's yeah. a zombie. He's not very wise. His he's the minus two on his old wisdom there. And then he is taking an eight damage. As as you look into its eyes, having zapped it with your eldritch blast, that's what you did, right? It was all yep. Eldritch Blasty. No, no, I, I told the dead on him. Oh, right, right, right. So the, the, the bell appears above his head in that way that we've become very familiar with now. It sounds, he tries to grab the bell. He thinks it's like a, it's like a little baby in his, in his crib, reaching oh, up no. at the mural. You stupid zombie ogre. <laughs> it's like a cat, cat toy. It is. He can't reach it though. It just, his hand goes right through. It's so sad. And now we are at Rue. Guess what, guys? I want to stick it with the pointy end. Yeah! So you are super far away. You're 65 feet away. Okay, well, I can get to to 35 feet away. And then uh, what's a javelin for if not for throwing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can hit him. Let's do that, then. 
So I'm going to run up my max. With advantage, I'd say, because Nesbitt is in there providing the help action. Sweet. Okay. Well, I run 30 feet. And throwing it. 17 plus 4 is good. Um, uh, 17 plus 4 is math, which is 21. Oh, yeah. You hit him. You're good? Okay. He's not looking good, kids. He's barely hanging on. You know, it's sort of sad because this guy didn't really do anything to us. We just sort of jumped in with mean to all the dead people. (laughs) You got the loot and you got stuffies making them laugh. It wasn't really a fair fight. We took a bit of a preemptive strike. So what was the damage there, Rue? Eight. Okay, so Kapitch and Vessel hear the hiss of your javelin as it approaches. They kind of turn to watch as it zooms like a like a dart through the air. It strikes the zombie in the jaw, removing it from its head. Ooh. Its tongue is lolling out as it tries to um, find uh, half of its missing face. One more hit, and this sucker is done. Finish him. Brings us to you, Asil. Can I can I move to sixty feet and do something? You can. Ha ha! I am going to run ten or so feet forward, and all along, guys, I had this uh, this spell called Sacred Flame. Which, you know, at a glance, being a cleric with lots and lots of spells, I thought it was just something to make a nice uh, fire later for us to gather around. (laughs) Turns out a flame like radiance descends on a creature that I can see within range and the target must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 1d8 radiant damage. Okay. Ha-ha! Sacred flame! Ta-da! So, Rue, you see a seal rip by. She kind of does this vault around the corner of the well that you just passed before you threw your javelin. And a seal, you plant your feet. You ca- you utter the words. You cast the spell. The radiant flame leaps from your fingers and makes a beeline towards the ogre. He sees it's it is coming his way, and though he has lost his jaw. He will try to avoid. He rolls a 13. So what is your spell save DC? 13. So it makes it. Oh, if he ties it, uh, he wins? Yeah. Ah. yeah, He he made the save. So the, the energy comes at him. It actually goes right over your shoulder, Amic. And past... (laughs) Past Kapitch, uh, Nesbit, who is tickling the zo- the ogre underneath its arms, lifts its hands as if it we're in the operating room f- for the clear moment. <laughs> uh, but it actually skitters off of his slimy skin and bashes against the wall. And the other doors that are on the actual west side of the fort, but doesn't hurt him. Go summit. Unfortunately. Damn it. But you're closer and you look cool doing it. And now we're at Kapitch, who hears something 
and doesn't attack the zombie. He goes off to the, he leaps over top of you vessel and goes off into the corner of the building near a door where just appearing for, for you to see vessel Poe and Cutlet are trying to break into the, the building that's there. They're trying to get into a door. Oh, okay. So Capitch is going to try to break that door down. Cutlet moves aside and Capitch puts his shoulder into the door. All right. So you see the door kind of slams open and Pitch disappears inside. You don't know what's going on. Cutlet and Poe follow him inside. Vessel, uh-huh. you're up. All right. So now we have this this troll, this ogre zombie. Yep. Um, I've hit him with the loot. That didn't do much. So I'm going to, so I'm holding my, my loot in my left hand. I will engage my arm blade. And uh, is he still being tickled? Is he? Is he? Yes, you get advantage. Go for it. All right, I am going to uh, try to take his head off with my arm blade. I swing back and I just try to lop his head off in one fell swoop. Go for it. (laughs) What? That's um. What? What? No, you had to roll twice, right? Because you. Oh, I had to roll twice. Oh, whew, thank goodness for rolling <laughs> twice. That's not as that's still not so awesome. <laughs> Twelve. It's okay. He has an armor class of eight. He's a big. Oh, player. that's right. Yeah. He's a huge mountain. It's it's good. Right. It's good. It's easy to hit. <laughs> okay. He's a bag of bag of hit points, basically. And I hit him for fourteen. Okay, so you kill him. How do you Yay! kill him? <laughs> All right. Hey, his head. His head does indeed fly from his shoulders into the air, turns over twice before he actually realizes that he's dead, and then it lands at the feet of a seal. Ooh. Oh, okay, so it goes far. So yeah, <laughs> I hit him, I hit him, I hit him hard. So you wind up and like like a like Babe Ruth, you decapitate this ogre zombie with a huge swing. The head careens through the air past you, Amic, over top of your head. Uh, Rue, you're standing next to a seal. You're next to the uh, the well. The head comes right for you. Ugh. A seal. Let's just make a dexterity saving throw to see if you're hit by the zombie head. Oh, I thought I landed Oops. in front of me. <laughs> oh, my God. Just roll your 20 and oh. add your dexterity modifier. Oh, okay. I rolled a five. <laughs> okay. And my dexterity so it is la- the one I have a sex. <laughs> okay, so it lands in front of you. It's sort of like a melon. It splats and gray matter flies out in every direction. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Rue, right. I need you to do a dexterity saving throw as well. <laughs> okay. 16 plus 3 is 19. Okay, so Rue, <laughs> you leap in the air, you do this somersault and come down. You're totally fine. You're looking at your perfectly clean outfit before you turn to your left and you see a seal is covered from head to foot in zombie ogre brains. <laughs> and you know what? I'm a, I'm a bit tired and I'm already covered, so I'm just going to sit down on the ogre head for a moment just to, to catch my breath. Wonderful. 
So we are out of combat, and this is what we have. So we have a seal sitting on an ogre head. We have Rue next to a seal wondering how she avoided that. We've got Amic. And trying not to vomit. Trying not to vomit. Uh, we have Amic. Who can see? you, Amic, you can see that the ogre has died, and you can see Vessel Look. up at the edge of the building that I described where the stuffies went inside with Kapitch. You d- you didn't see them go inside, but you see Vessel standing there. What are you guys going to do? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> let's uh, well, let's yeah. talk to the stuffies and figure out what was going on with the zombie attacks. Anyway, they brought us here. It was sort of stupid of them to run away and not tell us what they were doing. So oh, I think stuffies. we should. I think we should run up to where they went, ran into the door after Kapitch. Agreed. Good idea. Let's go. So Vessel was the only one to actually see them go in there outside of Kapitch. So Vessel, do you just tell everybody what the deal is? I do. I say, where did they go? They went up that way. <laughs> I said they went that way. Oh, good. <laughs> All right. So Vessel, you lead everybody through the open doorway that Kapitch shattered with his shoulder. And you enter into this final room, uh, this final little building. When you open the door, you see what at first appears to be a pile of rags. But right on top of it, you notice, are the familiar figures of Poe and Cutlet. And you hear Poe Bear go, Up and at him, you scaredy cats. The coast is clear, huh? Who wants a hug? And suddenly, oh no, the pile of rags spring to life. And before you can say what the, you are all covered in stuffies hugging the living daylights out of you. There's about two dozen of them. And it's not just bears and piglets, it's sheep and puppies and bunnies. And they're latching on to whomever they can hold on to. Yeah, you feel though when they're holding on to you, this like invasion of your space is perhaps tempered somewhat by the fact that they are all trembling in fear. And very shortly after they hold on to you, you get a sense that they are calming down and not quite so afraid. Oh, phew, because they're wow. gross and cuddly. <laughs> <laughs> I like them. I, I think they're adorable. I don't, but they were a bit handy for wiping off some of the ogre brains. <laughs> <laughs> You're wiping the brains off with the live stuffies? That's, That's great. brilliant. That's the... Nice. In another life, we could be friends, and yet I don't trust her. What? What did you um, say? Did you nothing, say something? Never mind. Nothing. Nothing. Never mind. <laughs> All right, so they're hugging us. Is there any more we can do here? They were afraid of something. We've got to go find it. Let's look around the room. Well, Poe Bear says, You guys, sorry you had to go through all this. I don't know what to say. This isn't what we had planned. Revelana was supposed to be here. She's nowhere to be found. I don't know what's going on. Guys, what what happened? The other stuffies describe a horrific scene. They say that shortly after Cutlet and Pobar went to track you guys down, they heard kind of a whirring sound in the air. And, well, they saw a balloon 
inside the balloon was the ogre zombie. And flanking it and holding other zombies were these ridiculously crazy looking kind of gorilla creatures with what looked like mechanical helicopter blades on their heads. And they came in close. They dropped the ogre zombie into the courtyard. And after setting the other zombies free, they grabbed Revelana and shot off high into the sky. As they took off, they shattered the front door. That's where we stand. So Polbez like, wow, I didn't think anyone could touch Revelana. Like she usually sees this sort of thing coming. You know what I mean? She's a freaking diviner for Christ's sakes. Hey, you guys, we got to find Revelana. She's like the key to this whole thing, right? Hmm. Well, you know, see, the thing is, we were headed to this dam because there's a vampire who's made a dam and we were going to break it all up. And now you've got this Revelana person you want us to chase. What's why? We already had a plan, Bear. Don't you guys know? No. What? No what? These flying monkey creeps, they come from the dam. Oh, no. Oh, well, that's handy. So the flying monkeys (laughs) with the helicopters on their heads are also at the dam with the vampire. Oh, that's cool. I don't know anything. I don't know anything about no vampire. All I know is that those freaking gorilla have helicopter guys, they're flying around that place. It's about a half a day's away from here. They've been flying around there for about two weeks now. Well, I have an idea. Why don't we all have a long nap and then we'll go out first thing tomorrow morning and rescue this Revelana person? And and kill the vampires for our dentist flea friend. You know what, Amic? Thus ending the plague on old Bosford. I never This sounds like an excellent plan. I never thought I'd say this, Amic, but I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yet somehow <laughs> I no longer trust my judgment. <laughs> what? What's that? What did you say? Nothing, nothing, nothing at all. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I need you. Is everyone inside the building? I believe so, yes. You hear some chirping from outside, Amic, and you recognize Nesbitt's voice. Nesbitt, what is this? What's happening? Nesbitt speaks in your mind. Come here, come here. There's something around its neck. Come here, come here. Why don't you just tell me what it is? Because I can see through your eyes, you stupid. Shut the hell up and get over here, you stupid little. Come here, I got something. I don't know. I can't get it off its neck. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. I'll go in. When I get there, I'm going to kick him. First thing I'm going to do before I look is I'm going to kick him. And I, 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 it's a 13. Uh. And it's an unarmed strike. So I did uh, zero, no, one hit point damage on him with my unarmed strike. So when you kick him, uh, he kind of careens back. He is holding on to a a chain that was around the gory remnants of the ogre's neck, kind of yep. pinned the, the end of the chain pinned beneath the body. But he, he flies back, uh, rubbing his uh, aching behind. Actually, and, it's not uh, that aching. There, I- 
looked at the damage again and I actually, my, the damage I can do with the unarmed strike is zero. So <laughs> he's not that aching, but I'll His see what the medallion is. I'll see what it was he was holding. It's the, it's the thought well, that counts. It's actually, it's it's actually uh, it's actually a scroll case. Oh, so you open the scroll case up, and there's a letter inside. Yes, what does the letter say? Look, everyone, a letter. I will read to them. It says, "Dear adventurers, we have the diviner." Revelana Floodwater, though she is mine now, I promise she will not come to harm if you bring me the secret weapon. Do this and we will unblock the dam. Oh, that seems easy. Um, Paul Bear, do you know anything about the secret weapon? The secret weapon? Yeah. Oh, you mean the blunder beast? Oh, yeah. Where the hell is that guy? And he starts looking around. He can't find it anywhere. You see him walk up and down. All the other stuff he search. Finally, Cutler goes, you know, uh, maybe we should go check out back. Uh, Sometimes he likes to go, um, you know, looking for firewood or something. So Cutler pushes open the door on the side, on the west side of the fort. And about 40 feet away at the edge of the brush, You see what looks like Vessel. You see what looks like someone who is sort of similar to you. Kind of cowering in the trees, uh, maybe about five feet hiding in the shade. I uh, go over to the trees. I just walk towards it. I carefully, softly. I don't know what this thing is, why a warforge would be cowering. So when you come up, you see that it's actually it's though it is it looks like you mm-hmm. uh, in some respects. It is slightly bigger. Mm-hmm. It's quaking in fear. On its back, it has a giant contraption. It looks almost like a um, trebuchet. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> and instead of arms, it has instead of hands on the end of its arms, it has wheels. Oh. oh. And it can bring its legs on a very transformer style to make itself into a kind of a cart. Across its chest, you see etched into its woody flesh the word (gasps) P-O-M. Palm! Palm! Oh! Now it all makes sense. It would mean something if we... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it would if only if, if only there was a scene that had happened previously that would mean something but no uh, the, the little the little creature looks up to you little. the little the rather uh it's a, it's about twice your yeah. size it looks it looks up at you and says hey friend here's a thing i'm sort of broken and they took my friend revelana can you help me out of here? Well, we will do our best. Yeah. And uh, with that thought, me and with that, with you trying to extract him from the brush, I think we'll end the session. Excellent. Jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, very exciting. Ooh. You could have a really okay. good time editing this. Hello, everyone. This is your friendly neighborhood Dungeon Master Michael Ripley just touching base to assure you that the letters P-O-M 
don't really mean anything. They don't mean anything at all. And sure, if you're a fan of the Eldritch Theater, they might perhaps suggest something. Know that all that we were talking about here had more to do with the fact that, <laughs> because of technical issues, the first attempt at recording this episode failed. So, we did it a second time. Hope you enjoyed it, and we look forward to seeing you next time here at the Eldritch Theater Quarantine Podcast. Bye for now. Thank you.